Amen. So last week we started a series on the fruit of the Spirit, and we talked about how the fruit of the Spirit is actually not this list of things that we have to try harder to have in our life. So the goal of our application for this series is not to be more loving because we learned about love and not to be more joyful because we learn about joy today. But as Paul teaches us that we want to walk by the Spirit, we want to be led by the Spirit, we want to be in step with the Spirit. So when we draw close to God and we know the presence of God in us, when we have the living Christ dwelling within us, the living Christ grows this fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That this is the work of God in us. And so our goal as we go through this series is to be aware and looking for those fruits. To learn and to draw near to God. To look at scripture that inspires what we see and how we relate how we relate the story of this world with the story of God so that we can learn to draw near to him and identify these fruits in the world and in our life. And so last week we started with the fruit of love and we were reminded that God is love and that we must love love above even righteousness and truth. We must love love even more than we love living the good life, the right life, the law life. And we must love God even more than we love the freedom that we have to be our own people. And we must have, we must know the love of God in order to love with the love that never fails. So today we're going to look at joy. And joy in its simplest definition is the experience of gladness. Joy in its simplest definition, the experience of gladness. And in the Old Testament, we get this picture of joy that is very diverse. And both in the New Testament and the Old Testament, joy is experienced in good circumstances and in bad circumstances. So joy is expressed in the Old Testament, for instance, at the feasts of God, where people rejoice as they remember the promises of God and how God is at work in the world. Joy is also experienced because of good wine in the Old Testament. Joy is experienced because of birthdays in the Old Testament. Joy is experienced and expressed because of the gift and knowing God's presence. That's the one we hear so often in the Psalms. So listen to Psalm 16, for instance. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you did not give me up to Sheol or let your faithful ones see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is the word of the Lord. So knowing the presence of God is what fills the psalmist with joy. And even in the Old Testament, creation is described as giving joy. We sang that in our Now the Feast and Celebration song. 
So this picture of knowing the presence of God, but also having this experience of being alive is what gives us joy. And I think the key of understanding how joy can be felt in all circumstances, besides the fact that it is the fruit of God, right, and not something that we ourselves are creating, is that sense of being alive we have. So when you think about uh, why birthdays are so much fun, because people are celebrating you, right? You are hearing and experiencing the message of being alive, of belonging, of being cherished and loved. So if you have a problem with celebrating your birthday, maybe you got to think about how much God loves you that he created you so you could have birthdays. That is to know the joy of God. The presence of God who once he created you, even before he created you, he loved you and wanted you to exist and celebrates every day of your life. And so we mark it with a birthday to celebrate some more. Or that joy that you feel when you kick the soccer ball. Where's Jada? That joy you feel when you kick that soccer ball. Because you are doing what you were designed to do. You feel alive. And you have joy and gladness. Or maybe it's a strumming on a guitar or finishing that piece of artwork. Whatever it is for you that makes you feel alive. And hopefully it's what you do in your free time. So that you can experience the joy of who God has made you to be. The joy of knowing that God continues to walk beside you and guide you. And when you are staying close to his spirit, you encounter opportunities of joy and exuberance and bliss. And joy in the New Testament continues to build on this life idea. Joy in the Old Testament and New Testament comes in knowing your salvation, knowing the promises of God, trusting and resting in them, and of having union with Christ, of being united with him, and having the Spirit come to dwell in you. So that joy, so often when Paul is telling people, the Apostle Paul is telling people to rejoice, it's in hard circumstances because the presence of God does not go away in hard circumstances. And I am coming to believe that the work of the Holy Spirit through the fruit of joy is to give us the food we need for the resistance against the evil one. For it is the evil one who wins when we don't think we're worthy of being celebrated. The creation of God. We are meant to house the fullness of God. And if that's not worth celebrating, what can there be? The one who made all things has chosen to dwell in us. The one who has made everything that is has chosen to make his home among us. We are worthy. We can rest and be secure and knowing the presence of God. 
And so when the evil one tries to tempt us to think that we aren't worthy, that we're not worthy of being loved, that we're not worthy of being celebrated or experiencing or and makes us even wonder whether or not we're fully or truly alive. The Spirit of God is present to give us the food we need, the joy and the experience of being alive so that we can resist. When you think of Joseph in the Old Testament, Joseph didn't thank God for the sins and the evil done to him by his brothers. But once he understood the purpose that God decided to work from that suffering, he was filled with joy because it meant the salvation of the Hebrew people. They would not starve because of what God was doing. And Paul, though he prays constantly about this thorn in his side and how he wishes it wasn't part of his life, is always on the other hand giving thanks and praise and calling people to rejoice as people come to know their place in the family of God. The man who is under house arrest because of the work of the kingdom is the one who is calling people to joy. And I cannot help but wonder if whether or not on the cross, because of the meal that Jesus has given us, whether or not as he gave his life and suffered the most awful that can be suffered, whether or not the joy of the salvation of his beloved was not the thing that was giving him strength. Because the fruit of the presence of the Holy Spirit is joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when you think of stories of people who have this joy that we don't understand in hard circumstances, wonder about whether or not it's something that makes them feel alive. We see these pictures or these scenes in movies where people have been imprisoned or they've been in solitary confinement or they've been hiding for their lives. And that moment when they get to stand in the sunshine again. You know that moment I'm talking about? That feeling of the warm sun that has been hidden from them because others want to destroy them. And in that moment of feeling the goodness of the sunshine They feel alive again, and it feeds their resistance to the message that they are being given. I've been reading this book by a professor at Reformed Seminary. His name's J. Todd Billings, and he lives with incurable cancer. And the book is called Rejoicing in Lament. And for him, it was this card he got from a member, a, a teenager from his church that said, Jesus loves you and God is bigger than cancer. And it wasn't a promise that God was going to heal him. It wasn't a, uh, a prayer for a miracle. But what it was, was the message of God and the power and the presence of God to him. Because yes, God is bigger than my cancer. And even if this cancer wears me away, God continues to be bigger than it. 
and God's story continues to be bigger than it, and the drama that my life is experiencing, that story is placed in the story of God who has not abandoned me. And thinking about that bigness for him drew him back to thinking about how that big God is the one who dwells inside of him. That big God who is bigger than cancer is the one who makes his home in him. And the comfort and the joy and the power of knowing that that is the story that is most important. So as fruit, remember, it takes a long time for it to grow. As fruit, it takes a long time to see what's there. It's not always something that we see right away. It's easier to see in the good, isn't it? A little more difficult to see in the hard. But to know the presence of God, to walk in step with his spirit, to be led by his spirit, and to look for the joy of the Lord, to experience being fully alive no matter the circumstances. It can happen anywhere. It can happen anyhow, because it is the work of God. This is from Colossians. This is Paul's prayer and my prayer for you. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything in patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints and the light. Joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to continue to experience his goodness. So this week, as you keep an eye out for joy, you might want to talk about an instance where you saw it, or you might want to put the name of somebody who shows joy to you, who teaches you the true joy of the Lord, and write that on your exclamation points, because exclamation points are about excitement and being excited and alive. Or maybe it's something as simple as kicking the soccer ball. I was thinking about it. One of the things that makes me feel fully alive is a really good pun. <laughs> right? This like bubble, this thing that just like when a really cool wordplay happens, it just makes something like bubble up with giddiness inside of me. Because we are creative beings who have been made not just for pleasure in our fleshly sense, but for delighting. For Christ dwells and delights in us. So what is the unique way that you delight that is wholesome and part of the work of God in and for you? And who are the people who show you and teach you what joy looks like in all circumstances? As you look for the Holy Spirit to show you and teach you these things, you are doing this thing called walking by the Spirit and being led by the Spirit and being in step with the Spirit.
looking for the presence and work of God in the world. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this is a beautiful world that has been made through you by our good, good Father. And it continues to be a beautiful world full of the presence of your Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for continuing to be the God of joy with us. We thank you for being the presence of God who keeps us from the pit of self-pity and despair. We thank you for being joy-producing to feed us in resisting the work and the temptations of the evil one. So we pray to see, to experience, and to know your strength, and to continue to look for not just joy, but your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.